The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hey, I'm Jocelyn Hughes. Hi, guys. I'm Andrea Wallace. And I'm Elliot Glazer. Woo! We've got got Elliot sitting in for Kyle today. Poor little Kyle. She keeps dying. R.A.P. Kyle again. R.A.P. Kyle. Kyle. How many lives does a Kyle have? How many lives does a Kyle find out? Yep, exactly. Uh, So we are going to have fun with a different energy in the mix today. (laughs) Don't worry, there are no less number of dogs, just a different host. That's right. I do want to bring Indy at some point, but I feel like he'll be loud and whiny. I love that dog. I think we should try it because we need his energy in the room. We'll do it sometime. He'll just whine by the door and be like, why am I here? Get me out of here. Get me out of here. It's boring. We could just let him run around in the back. Um, this is an interesting thing that just popped in my head today just to get things rolling with my brain being weird. Um, today I was like, I was like, I'm going to start planning my funeral. Like I'm going to start bestowing like jobs on people. But oh. today I was like, I just want people just to lip sync my favorite songs. <laughs> my life celebration. Andrea, I think it's good to get it in writing while you're coherent mm-hmm. still, you know, mm-hmm. and really plan. I and think what they songs? Should... So what are you thinking? Um uh you know, one was um oh shit, it's Yazoo. It's like, oh you alone about the one I need. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um but all I ever but, knew mm-hmm. That'd be a good one. James Dunn volunteered to lip sync. She's like the wind to my corpse. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, she's in the wind. I know. I I want him to do that thing where I want him to get flirty with my dead body a little, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Got nothing to lose. Might as well. I do want him to do that or do like the shh thing to like the put put the finger on the lips but i'm not going to be saying anything because i'm dead um but if he wants to get flirty and do a little sexy dance with my dead body i think it'd be really funny <laughs> uh more like a funeral you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, so. yeah. taking it back we're taking it back <laughs> right. to fun and yeah. hashtag funeral um, yes. hashtag sunday funeral day <laughs> Fell over from the last episode. Yeah, I know. We're still we're still in that brunch mindset. Um, did anyone eat anything good this week since we last all met? Oh hell yeah. Yeah? Hell yeah. <laughs> I went to Nightshade last night. What's that? Mm, I wanna go. She's a top chef winning chef. And it's a fusion. So there's a Mopo tofu lasagna that she makes. That was absolutely wonderful. There was a shrimp curry. There was a shrimp toast with like a curry sauce. That was absolutely delicious. Oysters, which I'm usually not a fan of, were the best oysters I've ever had in my life. Wait, did you eat them raw? Yes. Whoa, guys! Fresh fruit pr- big puree deal? on top. For- Wow, uh, this girl, I mean, she's got jokes on stage where she's like, they're, they're sea boogers, you know, you're very anti-oyster. Oysters are the, they Gross. are the poster child for food poisoning. I think of them as like the beets of the sea. In a good way or a bad way? In a Why? great way. Because they taste like where they come from. They taste the like the ocean where like the beets taste Ooh. like dirt. I know. Oh, I Elliot's hate both dying. those things. <laughs> oh, I hate beets so I've made Elliot much. sick in the first three minutes oh, of I recording. Oh, I hate beets. God, do I hate beets. Well, moving on, I also had a hot fried quail. It's like a hot fried chicken, but quail. That was absolutely delicious. I think we had something else. Oh, my God. We had the scallop, the scallop dish that was out of this world. It came in this, like, coconut 
Kind of like this vinegary coconut broth. It was so, so good. Mm, that does sound good. But I've been trying to go there for a few weeks, and the okay. reservations are all booked up. I'll it's get on a there. Beautiful I'll make a space. Rezzo. We it's, should. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's jump into our let's jump into our topic for the day here, Jossie Poo. Yeah, let's talk Woo! about some restaurant urban myths and legends. Dun, dun, dun. Tell them large, Marge sent ya. <laughs> <laughs> Her go. You get ten percent off. Um, the biggest restaurant myth we all know and love it. You've heard her. You've seen her. It's the waiter's spit in your food. Okay. Mm. Now I never did this. I don't know about you guys. I definitely didn't I, do this. Um, I don't know if the cooks did it when I handed them a steak that wasn't cooked properly, but at that point, it's literally and for, figuratively out of my hands. But what about you guys? Like, because there, I found this survey online. They they talked to four hundred thirty eight restaurant employees, but only six percent said they had ever touched a customer's food. Touched I don't or know tainted. If lying, right. Mm. But what about you guys? Because I I'm a zero on this. P- people don't people don't do it, especially if they are a really nice place that is trying to impress customers. Food being sent back like is like, oh my God, we failed, we must perfect it. And is like sent back out with almost like a but level I mean, of I'm sorry. Right, but it does happen. I mean, we've seen the video of the Domino's oh guy rubbing his yes, balls right. on dough. Yes. Like, yeah, but everyone we've talked to on this podcast yes, happened to definitely. be like at McDonald's, at a coffee shop where they're being battered and abused by the same customer. But you personally haven't... No, right. and I will say, I think something we also realize, like it's never a random hit. If you're going to fuck with someone's food, it's because they've had it coming for a minute. <laughs> Andrea? I never did it. I have a real, if they go low, we go high, like, point of view. Okay, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. I'll call you Michelle from yeah, now please. on. Yeah, Will you? Yeah. Elliot, what about you? Uh, no, I have I have violated this rule. Yes! <laughs> yes! I knew we had him here for a reason. But I did not spit, no saliva, but there. I, when I worked this, at this golf club for a summer, and it was all waiting tables and stuff, my sister worked there, too, and I'm a very protective older brother, like, okay. too protective, I think, but... Um, she's four years younger than me. And this woman was just giving her such a hard time. Like, she was so mean to my sister, you know? like And, a, and like, I couldn't really do anything because I would have gotten fired, you know? So somebody had told <laughs> She did, like, Brooklyn, you said, like, this person had it coming because she kept doing it, like, was consistently doing this. Like, always making my sister's life pretty hard. And so I was like, you know what? I... Googled, did a little bit of Google research and found out that if you put just a drop or two of Visine in somebody's drink. Oh, wait, I've done this too. Sorry, but I did it to a boss. Did I get diarrhea? I did it to a boss. Hey. Yes. It's a diarrhea. It's a diuretic, yeah. So, you know, little. I mean, listen, you fuck with my sister, you fuck with me. Was there like a pass off? Was there like sneaky spy music going on while it was? No, nobody knew except me. It was for you. It was for it was me. For yep. Absolutely, just for me. Mm-hmm. And then I told my sister, and she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, you idiot. I love that I forgot I did that. But to be yes. fair, it wasn't to a customer. It was to the shitty boss. Who at, at a restaurant? Yeah. Daniel Tosh. No, 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 no. <laughs> he did do a thing once, though, where my mom's shitty, shitty ex-boyfriend, I, I, oh. I rubbed his uh, razor between my butt cheeks. <laughs> Because I fucking hated him so much. <laughs> that seems dangerous. If I know. Yeah. Well, I held it, and then I like, I like really you didn't got shave. it in there, and then I was like, "Enjoy that, you piece of shit." That's great. <laughs> I love that because it's just for you. Yeah, my sister was standing right next to me when it happened. Also, <laughs> wow, we get- <laughs> enjoy your shit beard. Enjoy an ingrown. I love bacteria. that. That is yeah. so funny. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I've I've done what a treat. terrible things, a just treat. just not necessarily uh, in the restaurant. So sure, yeah, you know. <laughs> and we're just talking restaurants here. We exactly. Gotta, the second runner-up, though, of the best myths and legends are the I found the blank in my oh, blank. Disgusting. Uh, and this has been around for God knows how. It's always fast food. It's always like I found a finger in my win, win, Wendy's chili. That was the big one, finger in the Wendy's chili. Yes. But didn't she make? Oh, she put it there herself. Yes, yeah, she made it up. It was two thousand. Um, it was revealed she put it herself and as part of an extortion scheme and she was arrested served four years, years of yeah. jail good you imagine also I'm, I'm assuming like you know some time got added on to be like where did she source that finger yeah. like is it off the black market did she hurt someone yeah, I guess the finger really really amps up the, uh, the crime yes 
We got a dead rat uh, baked into a sandwich at Chick-fil-A. Oh. A dead oh. rat and a Subway okay. sandwich. And like the best part is most of these images are available online. Yes. <laughs> Here's the thing. When, when I saw that you listed the dead rat in the Chick-fil-A sandwich, my, I just lit up because I, I don't like that chain. And also I was like, finally, some flavor. You know? <laughs> uh, just that a insult. little. To be fair, it was marinated in pickle juice as well. Those sandwiches are Wait, boring. Wait, Subway as well? How does that happen? I don't know, but you see the picture. It's like a baby mouse. Oh. Just like, like, there's no way the Subway artist was building this piece of masterpiece and like put a little rat in there. I mean, it was Ooh. clear that somebody put it in there. That is sickening. Is that that is really sickening. It's really gross. I think the grossest one is an unwrapped condom that a guy found in a Burger King sandwich. See, to me, the unwrapped condom is disgusting, but like, a living thing like like yeah yeah, yeah. The, the condom is so is so gross but like something that lived and moved you know a, a then, little absolutely. mouse a finger and then died mm. in kind of like a pee a penis does that sort of yeah um the and, little the death this is a real ode we, to a digital underground song if you right? ask me about mm. once getting busy in a burger came bathroom <laughs> and then you put your condom on the burger when you're done there oh. you go Ew. see i think the gross grosser than a condom and not by not because of what's in it but like just because of the the thing itself is that the idea the idea of finding a band-aid yeah, Band-Aids yeah, make yeah, me naush, super nauseous. You, Brooks told you the found story. A, oh, what? I have, and it was my fault. It was it was a it was tale of Band-Aid. two cities, uh, really. Um, <laughs> it was when I was working at uh, at a. Well, oh God, I mean, I think we've discussed the name, which has been changed, but this was a coffee chain in Michigan called Beaners, okay. which is now called Big B because Good. they didn't see how that was maybe problematic calling a place <laughs> Beaners. Uh, I know that it's a, a very white, uh, whatever city, but um, it was when the blended drink craze was really just starting, and so I was working, had a bandaid on the, the old fuck finger. Out of here, what you're gonna tell me? Yeah, you're you're not gonna like it. <laughs> and two people wanted like the same sort of blended coffee, chocolate drink, or whatever, and so it was like pour, pour out the door with both of them. And then after that, I was like, "Where's my band aid?" <gasps> and so somebody, but nobody reported it. You mean, they no, were just like out there in the universe. Some lucky somebody. Wait, so that means the, if the band aid fell off in the drink, it was pulverized. It was possibly pulver- pulverized. So maybe they both. They both but no, drank. <laughs> I feel like it was a slippage. Ew. I feel like it was a slippage while maybe like oh, no. handling. At the bottom. So I think it was a full oh. intact bandy. So, but these were law students from Cooley Law, where Michael Cohen got his law uh, degree. Of so just a just so a I'm bunch just of curious. Creeps. Like since both those people like ingested your blood, do you have control over them now? Well, I was gonna say, way? do you have? Mind do you remember it. if this if this was a paper cut, some sort of like bacterial? Like a, mm, oh god, yeah, was there neosporin? Right. On was, the, on if there the was wound? neosporin, then I'm, then, I, then I'm gonna because neosporin also can make that bandaid fly right off. Yeah, yeah it's a lube. Yeah, it was. That, that's just it and you're also like handling wet drinks and ju- it just it just gets so messy it's when oh you God. introduce the stupid blender into the equation Correct. with the coffee situation when you're hustling trying to make all the fucking blended coffee drinks no exactly at beaners at beaners <laughs> um yeah so I, I I'm just guessing it was like a slight cut work related yes. injury and the thing is you cover it up because you don't want the shit getting into your finger but of instead course. my finger got into their oh, shit wow 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 I mean wow. that's how the the myth start and and then, you when know, someone's like, 10 years later, it's yes. like, oh, that's the Band-Aid smoothie place. Don't do it. Like, like, like I'm uh, I'm Typhoid Mary. You know what I'm you saying? Really like, are. she was real, and that's, I'm the Band-Aid bandit. I'm the bandit. That's it. Um, <laughs> the Brooklyn bandit. That's right. <laughs> um, well, I was yeah. thinking, too, with the animals who died for your sandwich, or, you know, oh. died in your sandwich. I'm like, what if your sandwich is also haunted with a tiny mouse soul? Oh, oh. It's all, I can't. Am I missing any fast food found in my food that you guys would like to discuss because usually what happens is this they turn out to not be real turns out yeah because a lot of that stuff is prepackaged and it you know they just dump a package into a fryer or dump a package onto a grill and then they put it on bread that comes I out of a like package band-aid finger band-aid like finger hair hairs uh, like everywhere fingernails yeah. that Hair happens guys. fingernails is like what the fuck that would creep me out so much more than a hair hair I think we've because of our levels of dealing with food industry I'm like all right, fine. Hair, I it's move gonna it. It's going to happen. You know, I, it, I do it. it. I, yeah, a little hair is fine, but like when it's 
a when really long. Can I say something really oh. gross? Was this when you it's, found multiple? Oh. It's the hardest when it's in your mouth and you've already been chewing. Yeah, and, and you, you have, have to take to slowly pull it out. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking horrible. Oh. Yeah, oh. it's like stop. Mm. Elliot's gonna puke. I'll throw up. We've okay. already had what we've. He's I replacing know. somebody that's actively puking. Oof. How about uh, the old Taco Bell has horse meat in it? That originated, by the way, I believe from like a European. They like they like tested the meat in Europe, oh, and yeah. it was like not. Was it a hoax? It was no. It was like one percent unidentified meat or something, and I think that's where the horse started. And someone filled in the blank and where they're 40% like forty percent wood chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh my true. God. I mean, I don't know what wood chips. I'm pretty sure there's wood chips and filler that's put in that meat. I don't know. I I, I can't. I can't. Wood I can't. Chips. I don't want. I don't know. I don't like the idea of these mystery things in the meat, and and not that I'm like the, you know a farm to table guy or whatever, but like. <laughs> Oof, well, we'll get into in that. Tacos? We'll get into that even more in a second. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I was like, but that, but that's what all fast food pretty much is. Like, yeah, that's why I go to Del Taco, baby. You Del know, Del Taco's delicious. It's delicious, and I think it's identifiable meat. Yes, you know? it's real. I can't do taco. I can't do Oof. wood chips, well, horse. Also, meat. like, what the, what's the grade of the meat they're using? I guess I is the question. I know. I, well, that's the problem. I think. Well, at least in this country, is like it's so the regulations are so loose. It's disgusting. But let's move on. Let's oh, oh, hold on. Well, I wanted to talk if you were like, okay, so that's um, that's an urban legend that got like a little bit debunked. Like it's still not food, but yes, there Horse was meat. wood chips. Yeah. Um, so my friend who worked at Wendy's told me how they make the chili. Let's go. Let's oh, baby. And I don't know if this is a rumor. I don't know what people have said the chili is made out of, but I will tell you what the chili is made out of or possibly be starting a rumor right here on this very podcast. So when you work the grill, uh, you have to just constantly scrape all the patties. They're square, signature Wendy's patties, and you're putting all the gristle, all the fat, all the little bits of beef, and it's going into the trough. That a then slurry you, of flavor, a slurry of delicious Wendy's beef flavor. So then that is collected at the end of every shift, and that's the meat that's in the chili with huh. the beans. Oh, like scrape away. Yeah. Oh, like, like fat like bits. When you clean your grill, like the Ugh. gristle, the whatever, the and gristle that. trough is the base flavor. Yum, yum, yum. It's deep, it's rich, it's seasoned. <laughs> and it sometimes of fingers. Tommy's burgers, when you just see like a Tommy's burger commercial and just like they just show the chili and it's just glistening with fat. I don't <laughs> oh, understand. Gross. Yeah, terrible. All right. So that that was my hot tip on Wendy's, you know, but my friend could have been lying. Hmm. Let's talk about other myths that we should debunk. One being that you shouldn't order fish on Mondays, which originated oh, Bourdain. from Bourdain, right. who wrote that in the early 90s. But now right. they're like, listen, technology's improved. Shipping has improved. People get fresh We fish. pick up our fish in an Amazon locker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always a little cautious about that kind of stuff. Of course. It's of always stuff. in my head. But again, it's like, are you going to be eating oysters at Taco Bell? No. Right. No. no. <laughs> not yet. Not until it's debunked. I will add an addendum to this, though. Okay, so not that this is wrong or bad, but any specials being run on a Sunday or Monday yeah. at yeah. a restaurant I is usually... everything they couldn't sell on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Not that it's bad, but it's time to go. Prioritize. You know, so they're they're running it, and they're like always like you have to act like oh we've only got like one of those left because we were only going to sell four tonight, right? Because it's what's left over. Hey, Oof. I've done the thing where I look in the fridge and I'm like I gotta use up all this stuff before no, it goes bad and of I make course. a beautiful meal. Of course, but you're not a restaurant. I'm just saying no offense, you are you are as good you're as a restaurant. chef. A you're a lady. restaurant, Andrea. Don't you let are anyone tell you different. You're a restaurant. <laughs> She's pouting, wearing a baseball cap in the corner like like a brat. Um, no, I, I was just going to say I feel like that that is just a hot insider tip because yeah. it's like I would work through the whole weekend and then get that Monday shift and you're like, oh, we're still serving that skate. Yeah. You know, skate wing on Ooh. special. Love that. Okay. Which skate, skate is so creepy because. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, looking fish. And it's like a you, flat asshole with like eyes on one side of its like on yep. the wrong side. Yep. Like but it gross. does this thing where like if it's, I don't know if it's, if it's not, if it like dies wrong or something, if it goes bad, it, it, dies it, it takes on like an ammonia. Yes flavor well no because it's 
listen, I'm not a scientist. I've also heard that it just excretes all of its waste through the whole body, through the whole Damn, skin. Dude. So it's, you can, like, if the fish, like, I can is, if it, like, literally pissed its entire self right as it was dying, oh. or, like, when they caught it, that's also, it's either something, the chemical, or, yeah, you get a bad piece of skate and you feel like you're eating a, a, a pea filet. Oh. Gross. <laughs> this guy is almost here. But when so you get, a, but when you get okay. a good piece of skate. What a night! It's huh? still fine. What a night! I felt, I felt very, I felt very like, um, like wow, I've never tried something it's so flaky. So yeah, it's all right. Ugh. I haven't had it in a long time. Uh, again, I think it's another like sea bottom garbage dwelling fish. Yeah, it's just a vac, just a vacuum cleaner of the sea. But it looks like a stingray. It does. Kind of, mm-hmm. I know stingrays are gentle, and I know they're sweet, but if one ever came near me, I'd punch the fuck out of it. Oh, so scary. I would run on water. Very scary. (laughs) Well, that's another thing. So we'll we'll get into that, but most... It's like a third of fish is mislabeled in the U.S. Mm. And they did a thing when they like investigated in L.A. sushi restaurants. And it was above 50 percent that they were mislabeled. <laughs> yeah, I know. The problem is some fish gives you like is terrible for your digestion and oh gives you total God. diarrhea and like nightmare. <laughs> What's the fish where you eat it and like the the fat content? So how you like pee like you pay like yellow fat that comes out. <laughs> It's real <laughs> expensive and it's real good. Don't want to oh eat no? that. Is it the um, butterfish? It yeah, it, I think it's like a butterfish. Um, that's so sad. Let's talk about something not urine related. Well, kind of, I guess. But wine pairing. So it's always been like you eat red. You if right. you eat meat, you get red wine. If you eat fish, you get Chicken, white. But yeah. that's not necessarily the case. Um, I don't know if. Kyle answered this, but Kyle is a wine person. Right, right. She is a psalm. And I, I think um, I think what we're seeing just in general is people are like opening up the knowledge of wine to all of us lay people and mm-hmm. dum-dums is that I think the big thing is like you drink what you like. Yeah. There's nothing right. wrong not per se. And I think sommeliers and, and servers can make suggestions that will really complement something yeah. you're eating. But like you're not going to get kicked out of a restaurant if you're like, I enjoy a Sauvignon Blanc and I happen to, you know, hey, I do think it goes well with like oysters, pork, fish, whatever. But if that's what tastes good, do you ha- or also have a cocktail with your steak? Who fucking cares? Yeah, who cares? yeah really. Yeah. yeah, who does? Also, with natural care? wine, where they're always like, it has a funk to it. You're like, every natural wine has a funk to it. <laughs> but it feels like like all the rules are off. Of course. The table with, Just give me a mead wine. That. I like a mead, a sweet mead wine. <laughs> it's honey wine, huh? I love a honey wine. No, I no, I might. <laughs> I like, I like a Renaissance fair wine. Um, now I feel Coats like. The oh wait, tea. Kyle answered this. Ooh, please. So Kyle said it's not always true with the resurgence of chilled reds, which was my jam. Mm. I love a chilled, chilled red. red. Okay. So good. Fun fact about Joss: the whole time we've been friends and I've known her, if we ever drink a glass of red wine together, she's like, "Don't judge me. I'm about to put an ice cube in it." Hell yeah! Right. I like chilled red. I'll die and keep that. One one ice cube brings the temp down to where it should be because yes. none of us fancy pants have cellars or wine fridges. Right. Correct. Sorry. I usually drink my red wine after it's been sitting in my hot car. Sweet. <laughs> Yuck. No, but when you chill red, Kyle said it allows it to go on a journey to open up, so it can be paired with lighter, easier foods like fish. And she, oh my God, she has recommendations. Ooh, Kyle, gamay's oh, she has risen. Pinos. Sorry, you said a gamay. A gamay. I love gamay. Trousseau. And pinots. Nice. I do nice. really enjoy a gamay. I'm not gonna lie. Let's talk about this myth, because um, I have I just learned that this isn't good for whatever. I just learned about this. Um, MSG is bad for you. That was the whole thing we grew up with. You do not have MSG. Chinese restaurants would be like, we don't add MSG. So what MSG is, it was discovered by this Japanese chemist, but it's a form of glutamic acid, but it's responsible for umami. So it does actually make things taste better. Mm. And in 1968, this doctor published a letter that said he had pain in his arms, and he called it Chinese restaurant syndrome straight up. Sounds like like a racist. I I just listened to a radio story about this, actually. fucking racist. It's nightmare racist. I heard the same story. And it was super intriguing because... I truly thought it was a bad chemical, but it's actually just a, like, it's just a, you know, diversion of this, what? Acid? Well, it's so sodium. It's I don't sodium. know how much you dove into it. So my my question would be, is gl- glutamic acid 
found in like a porcini mushroom because a porcini or a truffle, those, well, those are flavors that are all considered umami, not MSG itself, but MSG can create an umami flavor. Well, there's more MSG in a tomato than any other vegetable. Like it's mm-hmm. naturally occurring and stuff. Okay. So MSG is, is in, our body. It's in vegetables. In vegetables. Okay. It's occurring in nature. Yes. And so what they've done so is find a way to extract, crystal, crystallize it sort of and do like a concentrate. Yeah. To flavor food. Got it. Now I will okay. say. <laughs> you will. There's something happening and I, I'm not trying to get on board with this uh, racist, horrible man, but if uh, I do eat something that's very MSG heavy, I do not feel great. I get palpitations. I've had to put my head down on my desk. Uh, like I get dizzy because I think they were, they were doing something at the cafeteria when I worked at Turner forever ago and some flavor on that salad bar somewhere was giving me a huge reaction <laughs> oh every time God. I went down there and I'd be like at my desk, like trying not to be like, should I call like paramedics? I don't feel good. But it would take about half an hour to pass. But I would get like really, really um, stuffed up, dizzy. Sounds like you had Chinese restaurants. <laughs> now, didn't this this myth was kind of debunked then, right? About MSG is yeah, that with the story? It's not bad for you at didn't all. Didn't they find out that like the doctor who wrote this letter like doesn't even exist? Oh, I don't know about that, but it, it would make he sense. Was a myth. He no, was I'm serious. I think like a the, racist this, using a I'm, pen name, yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's that kind of changed poor Chinese food and like these poor immigrants trying to like make their livings by selling food and then everybody freaking out about it. But there was a, there's actually an, a restaurant in New York that opened up this week that everybody's pissed about because oh, they're calling it clean Chinese food right. and it's owned by a white woman. Right. So yeah, this woman tweeted Donna Meyer, how offensive white chef at Lucky Lee's pretending to clean up Chinese food, completely ignorant of the sophistication of Chinese food and its use of fresh ingredients for thousands of years. Go visit Asia, try the Chinese food and then come back humbled. Right. I mean, it's, it is a little, you are like just playing right into the stereotype saying oh, yeah. that it's going to be clean Chinese food. That's not really fair. Well, the, the problem is, so you're talking about uh, like being a total gringo, like white piece <laughs> of shit. Like when you eat off the white person Chinese menu, yes. which is like food that was invented to temper our little baby palates. You know, is it, what is it? Kung Pao chicken? What's the one that we right. invented? Uh, right. Yeah, General So. Like yeah, yeah. orange chicken. Right. You know, anything that's glazed and deep fried with basically corn syrup sauce. That's not <laughs> Chinese food. Right. That's what makes you feel sick. Yeah. But when you eat true Chinese, it does. Doesn't look like anything you'd see at a Panda Express, right? Oh, Panda you know, Express. yeah. Oh my God, have they found any fingers in Panda Express food? <laughs> Probably. I ate there the other night and I didn't find any fingers. Look, it's fucking three Listen. points per string bean chicken. Right on. You know Serving, what? That's Those, all I'm saying. Sometimes that's all that's open uh, in the terminal at Penn Station. That's right. You're yeah, like, you feel like sauteed kale and broccoli with it. I mean, I feel somewhat good Do about you, well, it. I also think this person just sounds like an asshole trying to capitalize on the clean movement. And they're like, well, what? Like, like, because it'd be, I don't know. I, I still have. Oh, yeah. No, she's like playing up like gluten free. Like we don't use yeah. peanut oil. We don't use this. Like we it's it's unfortunate the way it's been branded. Sounds I think. like ethnic cleansing to me. It's not mm, it's not an go. ideal situation. And the fact that they opened in the West Village of yeah, Manhattan not a good doesn't idea. help either. Yeah. That's that no, ain't no, cheap, no. guys. Million visited but. million dollar a month rent, I'm sure. Okay, so these are things you can actually that are kind of they live in the myth world, but they're true. Um, what you're eating isn't really Kobe beef. Kobe beef was banned by the USDA for most of the century, and there are only eight restaurants in the U.S. that offer the real thing. Hmm. So there's Wagyu beef and right. there's Kobe beef. Mm. Right. Kobe is the the more elite kind. That's the one that only eight restaurants serve. So that's something when if you're ordering, but this is what's so fucking crazy is that the restaurant industry is exempt from labeling. So they're, nobody's regulating what they're putting on their menus. So they can say something is organic. They can say something is local. They can say something. They can lie. Nobody's going to beat them up for it. There's no fines. How? That's just, it's probably just too hard for them to regulate or something. I, I don't know. They just decided that's it's the same reason they don't list ingredients in a lot of food. They say right. secret ingredients. So, so yeah. are we going to start a restaurant called like Deregulated Cafe and <laughs> right. have like a burger on the menu, but it's like a chicken sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you never know what you're going to get. Are you guys in? 
it's great just so concept because I get excited when I see like grass fed or mm. organic or whatever, and I will seek out a place if it has that. Of but course. spaghetti is the best salad I've ever had. Nobody's what regulating. Does? I said the spaghetti is the best salad <laughs> yeah. I've ever had. Mm. Sorry, I'm just brewing ideas in my brain for this new cafe. <laughs> um, what else? Do this we got? one's really bothering me. I'm not happy. Please. Okay, Jocelyn, I, I I don't know what amount of research you did, but I'm going to look into this further. But truffle oil often has no truffle in it whatsoever. Yeah, it's chemical. It's like it's, a chemical taste. <sighs> I didn't know Man, that. Man, I didn't. I mean, I it know. Makes sense. I know well, how expensive so they are expensive. based on the and color it's a and whatever. Sensationalized flavor. It's yes. everywhere now. Everywhere is truffle fries. I'll tell yeah. you, what, I'll never stop Brussels eating truffle sprouts fries. and truffle. Yeah, mm. Brussels and truffles. I'm sorry to report that. Yeah, that that uh, could be MSG. That came up in, in research. Oil. Who knows? It could be. Oh wow! I mean, whatever. Oh wow! wow. Oh, we're giving it a Wilson. Wow. Owen Wilson. Oh wow. wow! And then lastly, I think the last thing is champagne. You know that there's this myth that the only champagne you can drink is the champagne that's made in Champagne, France. Mm. And so that was kind of conflicting. Kyle, though, she chimed in. Let me see what she said. Champagne can only be made using Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Minuet. I don't know what that. I can't pronounce anything French. Basically, any sparkling wine made outside of the region of Champagne is considered a frizzante. I like the frizzante. Or is that I like what we? I like frizzante. Bourbon rules are bending, though. Like you can make bourbon just not in Bourbon County anymore. It's, it's, it has expanded. Lies. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure that the rules have changed. Some server myths uh, from the source. These are my favorite too because um, we've, if you've worked in a restaurant, you know what actually goes down. Um, Gay Theory, deadly addictive on Twitter. She tweeted, when I take customers do complicated, she tweeted, when I take a customer's complicated order, the biggest lie I tell myself is, I don't need to write that down. I'll remember it. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. I'm a big advocate of writing things down. I Write do it, it in my down. daily life. I'll get you a pad. Always. Always. Girl, do we need to start a, a, a GoFundMe to get you some pads to write on? <laughs> Seriously. All right. So, uh, Jesus ben, Benuelos. Ben, I think I did, I'm doing okay. Benuelos at Zeus underscore Deuce. <laughs> Uh, he says, high schoolers who tip well are a myth, like paid vacations and health insurance. <laughs> hashtag server life, hashtag bartender life, hashtag sad but true. And again, I think that brings up this really tough topic that's become a bit of a national discussion the past few weeks is just because you can afford to go out to eat doesn't mean people are reserving any of that money to actually give to the servers. Right. It's worse than we thought. It's so lame. It's so bad. Why do people need to be taught to to tip. Tori Bojangles, great last name, Tori, uh, at Tori Lee 26. Crying in the walk in cooler is not a myth. <laughs> oh, hashtag server problems, hashtag server life. Yeah, I, 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 I think I've been there or just have to go like bite. Like, yeah. Bite down on something. Go, go in the back and, and definitely have a little bit of a cry. I would say there's a myth that uh, your server probably hates you. That's not a myth. They probably oh, they hate, hate you. you. They yeah. hate you very much. I love, I love a, I mean, you know, I like a break in a meat locker. <laughs> like, I was just going to say, I was it. like, were there complicated emotions happening of from course, time to time in a course. meat locker? Just going there to, ch- I mean, I worked during the summer at that golf club. And so oh, yeah. that was my chill out zone. Your just literally I'm regrouping in the meat locker. <laughs> Perfect. I would sleep, but I would sleep in a meat locker if I could. Like I would make it make it a little bit warmer, but like that is a that is perfect that's a perfect temp. temperature for me. I love like it. A little down comforter. Absolutely, you, like, yes, mm-hmm. that's right. I love it. You're gonna go to you should go to the ice hotel. That's on my list. That is like, what I plan to do. Yes, absolutely. Hot sleeper over here. Oh, you. You. Me. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. It all depends on the hormones. <laughs> yeah, you're born in menopause. Basically. That's right. I'm perimenopausal <laughs> constantly. Are we talking into these? Is this starting? Yeah. We're, oh, this is starting. Start. Yeah. It just starts. This is real. I don't know life. if I'm this supposed really to be brought happening. in. No, I don't this, know is how, this isn't how you run things. I don't know how. No. That, we just go tight, I got a tight ship going on. Yeah. We, we I let, appreciate this. This is my this is my warm up vocals. Just telling a story about myself. This is an organic. We yeah. gotta record everything in case the magic happens right? when you're not looking. That's a good idea. Jocelyn does like her ASMR corner where she opens. 
wrappers I, for uh-huh. the first five minutes. Yeah. I open a wrapper and then I slowly eat a Starburst. This one's red, which I believe is cherry flavored. Cherry. Heavy air quotes cherry. Well, it's guys. A strong flavor. Guys, it's welcome the best to the one. pod den. Welcome to the pod den, everybody. Our good friend, Mike Burns. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, Mike Burns. It's, a, Hi, it's a zoo in here with, with uh, puppy dogs. It is. That's right. Boy, does this room smell after you open the door back up again, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but they're small dogs. They're small they're dogs. They're like the li- they're little, cl- except for Nuggy, who, who big stinks, Jocelyn though. said needs a needs a bath of sorts. Yeah, he's real stinky. Yeah. <gasps> he's extra cute today. I don't, I yeah, it's just stink. a sweet, dirty puppy smell. It's not, right? It's not like a, it's not like you've been rolling in skunk filth. Well, Mike, and we were talking about better made potato chips, mm-hmm. you know, Michigan's best. And uh, apparently there was some study that, not a study, sorry, a list drop that was like, your, uh, your state's number one bar snack food. And Michigan, they said, better made potato chips. Yeah. Yeah, wait, what was Illinois again? It was some popcorn. bullshit. It was popcorn. Yeah, no thanks. What? Yeah, it was a bullshit list. It was a little dumb, but anyways, I know you can speak to the power of some good Michigan snacks. Oh yeah, and the 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 whole thing with a better made chip is that they they do all sort of uh, uh, alterations to the potatoes in like a Frito Lay capacity. But when you get into a smaller brand or a regional brand, mm-hmm. they leave those little dark rings that are in a potato yes, because they yeah. don't hurt anything. Of course not. And, they, and and also in a in a regional smaller market, you'll get a chip that has the little burnt edges, mm-hmm. yep. which are just delightful. I do not mind it. Suddenly you're like, oh, a little variation for right. the palate. I right. have read that you're not supposed to eat the green part of the chip if there's green part of the chip because that's like some weird exposure that's like it's oxygen. Oxid- Oxidization. Oxidized. 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 Chip, but potato chips was that like your tops? Would you say, or are you more of a Frito, Mm. a corn chip? You know what? I uh, I think I I go with a regular scoop. Mm. Frito scoops, and a lot of people think they're just for dip. Not for me. I like them. I think they're flaky and they have a nice little texture to them. Mm. It's a it's a different uh, eating experience. You Mm -hmm. know, I I don't know if if you do this when when I eat a Cool Ranch. Dorito, I have to examine which side has the biggest burst of flavor. Uh-huh. And so I, I look it over before placing it in my mouth and I put the flavor side down and I eat them like a true sociopath. I have uh, a new favorite. I have a new favorite. I can, I can wholeheartedly say the best snack cracker slash chip that's on the market that's new and cutting edge is the cheese it Snapped. What? The cheese it Snapped sour like cream a and onion. Like had too much, but a cheese it version of it? It's, yeah, it's it's... It's in between a chip and a Cheez-It, but they're light, bubbly, and they have a nice a nice coating, almost like a Ruffles cheddar and sour cream taste to them. And they're not always on sale. They come in a bag, not a box. Oh God! And only I can only have them if they're if they're two ninety five on sale. I can't. You know what? I will not pay retail for snack chips he's, or cereal. He's very serious about the chips. I can't even enjoy it if I have to pay four ninety five for a bag of crackers. No. No, Absolutely I'm, I'm not. sorry. And you know where they'll get you? Those tiny little targets. Uh, they they tack a buck or two to everything they have on the goddamn shelf. Yep. I feel like the higher the likelihood the chip will just destroy my mouth is like the more I want to eat that chip specifically. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a kettle, like salt and vinegar girl. Oh, yeah. Just, I just want it to destroy the tissue. <laughs> just you lacerate. You want to lacerate mouth. and mm-hmm. burn with the, mm-hmm. uh, with the vinegar and the salt. You want to feel the food. I do. Before we get into this, I would like to speak on the topic of why do crackers cost so fucking much these days? You go into the cracker aisle, you're looking for something, you're trying to put yourself out in the world to be a little more fancy than a than a saltine or a Ritz, mm-hmm. and everything is like Mary's gone seeded nuts or something like that, and it is like six dollars. And you know those packages, you open it up and it's two servings, it's like worth a half of cra- an ounce, right? The delicate little, the delicate plastic sleeve pack, you know, it's the half yes. sleeve. And it's Bad. really it's really loud, yeah. And you end up destroying half of whatever product oh. comes in those packages. If you don't eat it all at once, it will go stale. It goes it will, stale. It will go stale, and it looks like someone sat on the box once you get in there too. They're all <laughs> snapped in half, and you're yes. like, <laughs> they do not transport transport properly. No, I don't know what's going on, but we got to step up our cracker I don't game. Those crackers. I'm a, I'm like a wasa cracker. I'm like an old uh, German woman. Give me, my, give me my wasa crackers. Mm, water like crackers. It, you, you want the topping to be the star of the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a low, it's a low cow, uh, crunchy treat to, to like 
deliver whatever I'm putting on. You know what I do with the pack with the, uh, those packages that have the the stale problem? I take packing tape and I just reseal the whole fucking thing. Fuck yeah! And then uh, yeah, I just snip it open with some kitchen shears when it's time to go. Because usually then you wrap the whole thing again after you have to close it a yeah. second time. Well, because half the time that's a guest cracker. You know, the Ritz, that's for just at home that's snacking. True. They but are when, guest when you have a nice cheese plate, you only eat so he many of those things. Well. Mike, let's talk about your background as a server. Let's do it. Let's do it. So where where did you start? Uh, where was your first ever serving job? I, when I moved to Chicago, I, uh, I had an advertising degree. I went to Michigan mm-hmm. State, as did yes. you. Yep. And... Lo and behold, there were no jobs to be had in that field. It was very, it was, it was hard to get a job mm-hmm. in, in copywriting. So I, uh, I had to get a serving job and I took a host position at High Ricky, which is a Thai restaurant across from the music box. I remember theater. High Ricky. Yeah. High Ricky was a great Thai restaurant yeah. and I'd eaten there all the time. And I was like, if I work here, I can be poor and also probably get this food. I mean, I'm going to be able to figure out how to get free shit. Mm-hmm. So I took a host position and then I slowly moved into uh, working as a bartender. Like, I- and I had never bartended before, but it was a small bar. So it was a good learning uh, size. It was like a, it was like the big wheel of uh, <laughs> before you can ride a bike. It was the, the big exactly. wheel of bars. Exactly. No, but I think the thing is great about a bar like that is I feel like Thai places aren't really known for like a wild bar scene, so it's like a nice pace to mm-hmm. learn how to make your drinks without for sure. it being a full on disaster. The, you still have the alcoholics rolling in. Absolutely. Of course, they're just not going to be there till five a.m. Right. It's and it's mostly f- for dinner time alcoholics. Right. Um, the problem was was that. In a specialty, like a high-end, if you can call it that, Thai restaurant, they're going to have a specialty cocktail menu, which was a goddamn nightmare. Yep, a lot of fresh juices. Tons of... We did fresh juice also. We Mm. did fresh juice with with ginger, apple, carrot, not allowed to be pre-cut. Had to be cut to order so that it was at the peak of freshness. So in the midst of getting all these orders, whether they were Singha beers or mixed drinks you would get an order for a large carrot apple ginger drink and have to start up the electric juicer and grating like a and they were giant carrots we're not talking we're talking we're talking those industrial like we're talking those carrots. those industrial horse <laughs> carrots because yeah. they're the cheapest ones if you go to the burbank vons by the way they have horse bags cuz it's like horse country over there uh-huh. and they have i mean they're like 10 pound bags of carrots just in the produce section and they're hilariously big that's yeah the, they don't look natural right they don't look like and they look like like uh, like farm animal food because yeah, they're yeah. horse carrots. Yeah. How funny would that be to bring that on a veggie plate to a party? <laughs> just and gigantic, not say anything gigantic about carrots peeled. Or just though. cut it and and don't cut it length or right. Don't cut it horizontally. Just cut it lengthwise, <laughs> like uh-huh. the longest dip. You just sit across the table and and use a three foot oh, carrot to reach the onion dip. Just do it to bait people into double dipping so that you can condescend them. <laughs> just what are you doing? The what old Test. What am I supposed to do with this? You get one dip, okay? <laughs> We're gonna catch Karen, triple spent, dip, and make I it count. I spent all the money on these horse carrots and these raisin <laughs> rosemary crackers, and I couldn't afford enough the dip. So it's you can only right in front of you on the table. One on the dip for everyone. Can you see it? <laughs> So you'd have to cut up all of these ingredients and fire up this juicer. These are two separate jobs. These are two separate Ugh. jobs. Absolutely. No bar back. And then all of the drinks that you had to make. And um, I I would get so in, in the weeds, like, like terrified, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like where I just had no, I like, I, I'm fucked. I'm just fucked here. Yeah, you're like, and I'm doing the fucking best I can. There's em- empty glassware everywhere. And, and it's a small bar. Oh, So right. it would pile up excessively, right. very rapidly also, while you're trying to jam <laughs> or find uh, like a big thing of, of uh, fresh ginger root. Fresh ginger root that you had to peel and then jam in. And then, of course, like ginger root is so fibrous. That yeah. it would immediately break the machine yeah. right. every other time. Right. Where you got to now you got to take the whole machine apart and like get it rinsed with wood for the kitchen to rinse it. Couldn't do it behind the bar. You could do it behind the bar, but you still it was an industrial juicer. So there's 
there's a uh, a process of of removing these parts of this this apparatus to get to the filter, which you know it gets in the gunk. It gets all in 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 the goodies of of this machine. It doesn't come out easily. Sometimes you could never break it, and now you gotta. Now the waitress or waiter has to go to the, the tables and tell them individually that so they can't have their juice. And then you get some other order and it's just a, a night. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Huh. And I, I started to almost prefer to, to be a host. Yeah, that's just that job duty is like being a bartender is its own thing. Like you don't like a juice bar. Like those people are fucking busy mm -hmm. all you're doing all day is just jamming fresh fibrous vegetables into this machine i still get very triggered by the smell of like ginger and celery in the air <laughs> because i worked at a place on the upper east side which was a juice bar in the front and i mean that's just what it smelled like every day going to work and you're like fuck i love people. that smell i like it too but it does I, smell good now. i love I when my like, kitchen smells like juice at home and so i know even by juicing just like celery that like there's little bits of fiber that like get on you so i can't even imagine like cleaning the bar at the end of the night must have been a fucking nightmare absolutely Dude. it's just stuck to everything and if you've yeah. ever and if like i make a lot of soup at home and i love the two-part of the chopping of the veg mm -hmm. because that gives you this beautiful aromatic uh, freshness in your kitchen. But then afterwards you get the soup smell, Ugh. which that you get both. It's like the, <laughs> the so two best, it's the two best candles back to back. And um, don't put your celery or your carrots in your garbage disposal over and no. over. I learned that. I learned that over and over again. You Do you have a tip? Do you have a tip for me? No, to I was get just going to say that? don't don't put a don't put anything really down there at all. You're just kind of not <laughs> supposed to. You're just not supposed you're to use it. You really are. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's also like, well, where is that stuff going underneath your house? It's just like rotting and sitting. It's weird. And I have oh, old pipes. I, well, and... I I have I live in an apartment complex, so that so is like, ah, not that my is up problem. To Los Feliz Village. It's <laughs> <laughs> not my problem. I was going to say I owned a juicer. It was. <sighs> Wow, a really nice gift from my mom and dad because I was just like, I want one of these fancy, you know, because they're still about $300 to have an industrial mm -hmm. strength juicer. Right. And so, I don't know. I was always so loyal about it where you'd be like, okay, I'm going to make the juice, but you have to immediately take it apart and clean it. Otherwise, all hell breaks loose. So it's not just like sit, enjoy the juice and go about your day. You have to get ready to clean like a 13-piece machine right. immediately after. And I'll tell you what, the day when I didn't clean the juicer, it was oh, something happened. And I think I like left for a weekend and I came back and I mean, it was just infested with like an ant and fly colony immediately. <laughs> Fruit fly swarms. Yes. Flute, the bugs will come. Flies. They show up and then I was shamed by it. I was so embarrassed. So then I didn't want to deal with it in that moment either. So then I tied it up in a garbage bag. <laughs> um, which to I clean later? To maybe clean later. I was like, I'm going to clean this later, but I can't put it look in the bag. at it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Mm. And then I put the tied up <laughs> garbage bag with the juicer in like one of those really high top cabinets way above your stove you know the one in the corner you never use sure and then just conveniently forgot about it for like two years oh. and then and i oh, moved out no. i know that's like finding a dead but, body later on i'm like, like what is this juice like this juicer represents some what's that smell yeah. oh yeah i killed I, that guy two I years ago that guy via a juicer but like when stuff <laughs> goes <laughs> when stuff gets to that level of decompense or de Decomposition, yeah. decompensation, mm -hmm. oxygenated. Lots of words today. <laughs> you should keep um, track of these. It basically kind of turns <laughs> into like hard, dusty mold where you're like, oh, I think I made medicine. Yeah, I think if I bite into this, it's penicillin, it's basically. Penicillin. Right. Sure it's it's medicine, but it's not as messy as it once was. Probiotics. So, yeah. There we go. But yeah. Face, <laughs> but I think the shame. lesson is like, if you don't want to deal with it in the moment, this mess, put it in a bag and shove it as far away from you as possible. <laughs> Um, more interesting than the clientele was the um, was the staff. Uh, the majority, and I'm I'm going to say all except for me, were uh, gay men. Mm -hmm. All all the waiters and coming from Michigan and having grown up there and spent most of my time there, and coming from a Big Ten school in this would be 1997, 98. I guess it'd be 98. I had never met or or fraternized or made friends with gay dudes. It's just, 
just wasn't something I was exposed to. And I found out really quickly that all of the tolerance that I had built up in college, um, experimenting with drugs and excessive alcohol consumption, didn't touch these motherfuckers. <laughs> Couldn't hang. I remember I was so flattered after I'd worked there for a while. And they uh, invited me to come out to Glee Club, which was... Oh, I remember that. Which was on Weed Street. Yeah, okay. And I was so pumped. I was like, they're, they're going to give me drugs. I don't think I'd ever done X. They're like, this guy named Charles... He was super pumped to give me X and take me out to rage with him. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is great. I'm going to do all these drugs. I'm going to see something fun. I like dancing. I like partying. I didn't have any misconceptions, even from just being a secluded Midwesterner. I like people that like to have a good time. And holy shit, did they ever. I got so fucked up. Dude. I mean, it was it was nothing compared to the house parties that I'd been to. No. Or the beers that we no. would slam. Eight, I drank 18 Bud Lights. That's not the same nope. as what this is. That's like Midwest gross dude drunk where it's like you just kind of drink yourself into a coma. Correct. And the whole point of being like gay drunk is like you have to keep your energy up so you can keep the sass and the dancing. Yes. And the judging and and the whatever, you know, you were on the prowl all fucking night. Mm -hmm. And that's where uh, it's a world of uppers that I don't partake in. Um, and that's fine. And I also think that's why my Hurricane Adam left this morning, my gay hurricane <laughs> friend. And I'm literally just like the substance abuse, but he's fucking built for it. Is the gay culture just teaches you to handle your drugs. I did a lot of drugs with a lot of gay men. Right. In my early yeah. 20s. It was amazing. And also to be like somewhere like glee club just going to weed street for the first time when you moved to chicago was weird enough anyway because you're it's like it was, almost, it was almost like an industrial nook at that point right yeah it seems very dicey yeah it seems like you're but going, it's not it's like you're in gotham city and and you're going into some secret lair and then it's just boom whitney houston remix is louder than you've so ever heard good. music before and you're on some sort of substance that you don't quite understand right it's it's like the party drugs match the party vibe yeah. you know and and i totally get that because it's just like all right you know i understand that my like drink half a bottle of red wine energy doesn't belong in a fucking dance club you no. know you, you got to do the drinks and the drugs to match no eight, the space drinking taking down almost a whole case of light Relax. beer is hey. is Take for it. sitting on the couch. If we're sitting on the front lawn, it's not to keep it rocking. No. And, you know, there's a big difference between staying up till 2, 3 in the morning with your buddies and and raging until 5 a.m. Right, it's right. A, it's, a whole different, it's a whole different thing. And I learned very quickly that I couldn't handle any sort of uppers like that. That's it's never been my thing. I'm just kind of a booze and pot kind of guy. Right. I was given a, a dipped joint by Charles, this man who gave me the, the uh, party drugs. And I was so sick of my job and I was starting to experiment with having a couple beers before work. Sure. You know, maybe this will make it go by <laughs> Test faster. Test in the waters. <laughs> I decided, like, I don't know what dipped is. I guess it's good weed. So I'm just going to have a couple tokes before I go in. It's not good weed. It's like feels like hard drugs. And I have to go into be a host at, at High Ricky. So I call um, one of the assistant managers who was a little, she was a road hard and put away wet kind of lady that no one liked and did not fit into, into, the, into this, this infrastructure of employees. And I call her and I say, I can't come into work. It's like a Sunday night. I'm, I'm jacked. And she says, no. We're too busy. You have to come in. I go, I'm sick. I've got this rash all over my neck. My neck's like, I got a bad rash. Like, I can't come in. She says, I don't care what you have. Put on a high-collared shirt, and it's dark in here. No one's ever going to see it anyway. Just get your ass in here, Mike. Who cares if it's contagious? She doesn't care. No. This lady does not. Highest collar you've got in your closet. This lady does not care. Put I, on a ski mask. I don't get have a rash. Finest Nosferatu cape on and it's get a, in here. It is a lie that I have this rash, but now I've got to go in because it's either that or fired, and I don't have any gainful employment opportunities on the table. So I take a hairbrush, take my ex-girlfriend's hairbrush, and I just go to fucking town on my neck. <laughs> I scratch it all up real good until it's real raw and red. Rashy looking. Real rashy. And... 
I, and then I think and my neck's all fucked up now and I decide I'm going to eat some Skittles. Like Skittles will make me uh, feel better. And the Skittles, I, for some reason, I can't feel my throat from this dip joint. And my throat feels like it's like clogged. And the, oh. every time I eat the Skittles, it feels like the Skittles are piling up. <laughs> and I'm and I start to I have a full on panic attack, oh, yeah. full on anxiety attack. I try to puke up the Skittles. I'm out, now my eyes are all bugged out because I'm trying to dry heave Skittles out of my throat. That can't be easy. My neck's fucked up. I go into work. <laughs> my neck's all destroyed. And I end up having to work the entire shift and have to come down from being on a drug that I uh, didn't understand while I seat people before they go see uh, whatever uh, oldie time film is at the music box theater. Was Charles working that night? Was it was just like, he's like, yeah, it's great, right? Yeah. We saw you. Like, yeah. I Those... was like, oh, you're really riding this snake. It's uh, great, right? Yeah, like, I, I'm sure he was. <laughs> I'm sure he was. And one of the things that did soothe me was uh, the little tie uh, driver had a real sweet crush on me. He had a yellow Mustang. And I remember he brought me a Toblerone, a white oh, Toblerone. And he said, Ooh, corded. Mike, for you, like, and he just, you know, sweetie eyes. And, and that made me feel a little better. And I just gunned this whole candy bar. <laughs> and that was, that's one of the worst job experiences that I've ever had was coming down off of a drug that I didn't know how to you still quite with. don't know what it is no it was probably like formaldehyde yeah right joint. or like they do that. that or pcp i was gonna say like something like pcp or, or it could have uh, just been like cocaine or crack honestly like, it, it could i don't know what was in it <laughs> i smoked kn- it and it went right to it your went brain. it went right to my brain immediately dude yeah i am just such like a I am so fine with my little downers, you know? And then I tell people, too, when they want to, like, hang out for, you know, like, oh, we're going to go hard the whole day. And it's just like, I can't. Like, I don't take uppers. Like, I can't even smoke sativa, whatever. And it's just like, no, you got to let me know the window because I kind of have this small window in which to party. And then, like, the fucking shop closes, you know? Where I'm like, it's time for me to go to bed. Right. Like, I don't get more fun. It doesn't, like amp up to the next level like the craziest i get is having a jack and coke because there's a little <laughs> caffeine and sugar in that shit just a little something extra a little something something that's Either like way, cocaine to me that Happy night you step. really felt the high in hierarchy am i right here's a tip when you go into a new bar in a new neighborhood that you just moved to and you think it's got the right vibe for you and you're going to be a regular at that bar tip super fucking heavy the first time set a precedent because it's a little wink and a smile thing that some bartenders will go along with if they're smart bartenders if you drop a 20 on a two bud lights that you just stopped in for a second have a couple beers but you lay that 20 down it gives them the uh the the no handshake agreement that you're going to tip tip heavy no matter what they charge you and what will happen is, if it's a good bartender, you'll start seeing, uh, you'll you'll run up a, let's say, a fifty-seven dollar bill with a, you know, having a bunch of of only Bud Light, a bunch of having a bunch of nice cocktails between you and a friend, and that tab is going to come back and it's going to say like nine bucks mm-hmm. when you and and you got to use a card for that, usually because that way they're just not ringing the drinks in, and they know that they're going to make money. And you're going to make money. And if it's a, it's a uh, person who works at a bar and they don't give a shit about the owner, which a lot of times is the case, everyone's going to get paid. You're going to get paid in booze, and they're going to get paid in an extra $20 bill that's straight cash. Now, if you would have paid what was on the actual tab mm-hmm. for 20%, they would not have gotten that much money. No. They would not, not have gotten that big of a tip. So that's the tit for tat. I mean, and 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 you've got to feel a vibe. Especially this will, let's say you go into the bar and the guy is uh, like offers you a welcome to the neighborhood shot. If you get kicked a free drink or a free shot, that guy's probably game. So tip heavy, ah, yeah. make friends with a bartender, and it'll pay off for years to come. And I, <laughs> I have and my spot where I do that. I, I'm I have it. I have had many. I have had many, and yes, you agree. Mm-hmm. This shit, it's, and as a former bartender, it's it's wonderful, it's, and it's a great relationship because you, these people are like turn into your friends. Also, right. 
you see, you say, here comes Danny. That's 20 bucks. It's like yeah. almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon where you see the $20 bill walk into the bar <laughs> with little shoes on it. <laughs> I love that Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, that's a great tip, Mike. Thank you. Here's a tip. When someone drops, uh, even if it's just two oysters, a dozen, a half dozen, whichever, do not let that person at the table go, do you care if I lemon the whole thing? You do not lemon the whole plate at once because you are starting to cook the actual oyster with the acid from the lemon juice. So you want to do it one at a time because you know what? I'm a bit of a lazy oyster eater. I might get to it later. So lemon each one right as you're about to eat it. That's smart. Slap that, that lemon out of the over lemoner's hand. Yes. I've been guilty of lemoning. I, I learned, say, I but I learned, learned. Yeah. you know? Felt like I was doing everyone a great service by being so you know diligent with my lemon dispersal. <laughs> but now it's bad. It cooks the oyster. Oh, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, here's a tip. <laughs> yeah, basically. Here's a tip. If you are going to throw out a bulky item, uh, you know, you live in a city, call 311, all right? Um, garbage just, you're, you're going to ruin the item. Donate it. Have a, somebody come pick it up. Putting your furniture on the sidewalk is not the answer. No. And it really makes me so sad because it's not the garbage men's, that it's not garbage people's job to pick up your leather sofa with, you know, like people, it's, for, it's a for a moving should, this company. This is really for nextdoor.com. Uh, <laughs> this is for my next door post. I've been like plotting and planning how I'm going to complain about this, but people just keep throwing stuff. People are moving and they're putting all the stuff on the sidewalk and it sucks because it just gets broken or nugget tries to pee on it. And it's like, you could have donated this to somebody who needed it. You could have called and had someone pick this up, but just don't, don't be a jerk. No, we called and had a big pickup this week. Good for you. Oh my god! And it was it sat on the curb no less than eight hours. Nice. No, you schedule it and yeah. you don't put it out until the day before they're they're gonna come get it in the morning. It literally took five minutes to schedule a pickup. It's a part of why we pay taxes. It's a service yeah. in that LA, is provided. You can do it on an app on your phone. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and especially like I feel like everyone here in Glendale too, where they're like, maybe you want my 1993 sofa, you know? But, but like, you no ruin one... it when you put it outside, That's... then no one gets to Which have it. Which was manufactured in 2007. <laughs> it's still same model. It's still, still good. Same model. Good. <laughs> just everyone with the high glossy. There's just so much marbled everything oh, in here yes. in Glendale. That's so. right. But still, you could donate that to somebody that needs it and could use it rather than putting it outside to be rained and peed on and ruined. Agreed. I'll tell you what. Hank is, we, we go through and we pee on all of Glendale's furniture on the sidewalk. <laughs> also, there's a whole process for recycling your appliances. You cannot mm-hmm. just put them out there. No. Yeah. I think I told you guys about the paint place. There's a paint place and, and there's like technology. There's places to put stuff. People, do a Google search. <laughs> That's my tip. My pro tip is uh, <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, you can order a children's bag of... of um, chips at uh, Ch- chipotle oh i know the baby bag that's my favorite it's <laughs> the best oh they hide God, them yes they hide them but it's perfect for perfect. your bowl or if you get like your guac on the side perfect perfect and if you like like lemon or lime if you ask them for a piece of it or two and you throw it in the bag and you toss it around and you squeeze it in and toss the bag around you have lemon or lime flavored chips yummy hey <laughs> i love that tip well you know who's really really ready to always squeeze a lemon you know, I got you. That's me. That's me. I'm an over-lemoner. Here's a tip. Uh, and I just taught a class about this last night, so it's hot on the brain. If you use makeup brushes to apply your makeup, clean your brushes. Yes. I do. Good. Um, I'd say if you if you can do like a little spray once a week, like spray, like a little anti-back spray just to like wipe them down fine, but at least one thorough wash a month. So they're not harboring bacteria. You're not making the brushes brittle. And then you can like basically like send, make your skin more sensitive because it's brittle and because the bacteria will break out. You're also getting not as smooth and lovely application of the makeup you've paid so much money for. What do you clean it with a cleaner? I I use baking um, soda. uh, Baking soda is good. A nice non-detergent, I would say dishwasher, dish cleaner is like a, like a Myers is really nice. Even shampoo is good. Or even if you go to a makeup supply store, they sell brush cleaner. They do sell brush cleaner. Not as natural, but. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, probably with something you already have like around the house and Mm -hmm. just like do a really nice cleanse, make sure the water runs clean just like you would a paintbrush and then just like lay them on a towel to dry. 
Great. Boom. Oh, guys, so much. We are a one-stop shop for information, you guys. Everyone have a great week. Remember to subscribe, rate, review. We got a few more ratings, you guys. We jumped oh up four so more. Much. You guys are doing it. You're making it happen. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>